0: More and more today, people are looking at their affairs to make sure it's in order in case anything happens. So in today's show, we're gonna talk about estate planning and some tips for you to consider.
1: We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parent.
0: Hopefully, you can tell from this conversation that I am—I I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back.
1: Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvester.
0: You may want to do some reallocations based
1: off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled.
2: Untangling your finances. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you along. It's your finances untangled with Mo Param of Cloud Vesters. Cloud Vesters is a fiduciary firm, a firm that is recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. A firm that's helped so many people, and they really like the uh, the human touch, but with the ease of virtual planning, and you know, virtual uh, financial uh, coaching and planning and. Even that accountability in your financial life—it's always good to have some form of accountability. Uh, Mo, I think you would agree with that in many ways, whether you're in the I gym do. or mm-hmm. wherever, right?
0: Yeah, having someone to keep you accountable, uh, making sure they push you, um, and, and just make sure that you know someone—it's it's basically a partner, right? Having a partner mm-hmm. side by side with you, like you said, whether it's in the gym, whether it's at work. Or the complexities of financial planning. So, you know, having that person or that team to help you goes a long way.
2: Cloudvestors is with you throughout your financial planning life too. Uh, from when you start out working even until you retire, and even in retirement, uh, they can help you out. Cloudvestors.com. All right, we've talked about estate planning in, in the past. We've talked about the fact that estate planning is not just for the uh, the ultra wealthy. We've talked about the fact that everybody needs some form of estate planning. I, if I remember correctly, when we last talked about it, we did determine that the guy whose only possessions was a to- an ironing board and a toaster <laughs> probably didn't need estate planning, but even he does. Even he does. Yeah,
0: yeah. you know, that, that ironing board could be very, it could be an antique. <laughs> right. yeah, it could be something from the uh, 70s. So yeah. He
2: may, he may, he may want to make sure it goes to the right person. Exactly. I mean, you, it is important. You know, I've read anywhere from 50 to 60% of Americans. And as a matter of fact, this is one from AARP.org. 60% of Americans lack a will or estate planning. That's a high right. number.
0: Oh, I, I would probably say it's even higher than that. Oh, uh, wow. The, Yeah, you'd be surprised, right? I mean, sometimes, especially with the will, because the will is, you know, you you have to, it's it's basically a realization, right, that at some point in, in your world, you will pass away. Right, so you mm-hmm. have to come to the realization and accept your mortality, and that's a conversation that no one really wants to have, right? And that's a conversation we don't want to have with our clients, right? Because it's it's a sombering conversation. It's a, in some aspects it could be a depressing conversation, but it's a con- it's a conversation that is needed if you're going to do true financial planning. So yeah, so it doesn't surprise me that. Most people don't have a will, but it, it's surprising, I won't say surprising, but some people may be surprised that they're actually doing some form of estate planning without them even realizing, Right. you know? Right. So if you have like a life insurance policy and you've named a beneficiary, well, that's some form go. of estate planning, right? Mm-hmm. You've named someone who's going to benefit from this policy if you were to pass away. So even those little small things like that is is estate planning.
2: So, and we know then it's not just for the uber wealthy, it's for everyone. And you may have it, not even be aware of it, but it is alarming how many people really don't. And so we're going to look at how necessary it is. And it'll be interesting to look down the road at how many people been, the last 17 months did take a second look or think about, oh, I do need to just get it straight. Not, you know, just in case, Just do, I, I think we're thinking about it more because of what we've been through. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I think over the last, what is it now, 18 months or so, Yeah. someone, I'm sure everyone knows someone that's been impacted by COVID, right? Whether it's they've actually were sick or, you know, unfortunately passed away or somewhere in between. Right. So, um, you know, these, these times are unprecedented, but it also is a time for reflection and making sure that we never know, right? We never know when that time is going to come, but it's going to come at some point. And if you have your, uh, if you have your affairs in order early, the earlier you do it, the, well, first of all, the earlier you do it, right. You can check it off your list and then don't have to worry about it unless something material changes in your life. Yeah. But then again, if it, it, it's sometimes it's even, it's even for the next generation, right. It's for the persons or people or organizations that, uh, that you'll leave behind, right? And and just doing this part of your financial planning will just cause, you know, just makes things so much smoother, right? Yeah. I mean, there's just, I've seen a lot of headaches where, you know, uh, uh, a surviving spouse or kids are scrambling around trying to find, you know, uh, grandma's assets or, you know, finding a login to dad's um, computer, so they can figure out what's going on with the bills or, you know, who to contact, who, which lawyer did he choose, who's his financial, who's a family's financial planner, because you'd be surprised by how many spouses aren't even involved in the
2: planning conversation. So Yeah, who is yeah, that guy doing- he talked about dealing with? <laughs> what did he say his name was? Uh, Herman you know, somebody, about- I don't know. Reminds me of
0: that, but that State Farm, Jake from State Farm, yeah. And you know, the, the wife sees him calling at someone late night. She's like, "Who are you talking to?" You know. <laughs> right. uh, but you'd be surprised. I mean, we, we have meetings, and it's uh, not to be uh, uh, sexist, but you know, a lot of the conversations we have with men sometimes, if they're married, the spouses aren't. Aren't included in the conversation, and it's not because of us. It's because you know sometimes the men, uh, the male, will lead the financial conversations or the discussions in the household, and they take lead in in that part of their of their world. So we encourage you know from the get go that you know throughout the uh, uh, the courting process to see if we're a good fit for them. We want to make sure that the spouses are involved one way or another, that they know who we are they don't have to be involved in every single conversation. Right. But we want to know who they are, but more importantly, we want them to know who we are. So in case anything happens, they know who to contact.
2: Is that commercial you talked about? Is that one where when the, the wife grabs the phone, she says, well, what are you wearing? And he's like uh, khakis. <laughs> Khakis, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Well, in looking at this, then, uh, and of course, this does change. It can change over time, as you said, for many reasons. One is you may need to add on to your estate plan, but the the starting point would be what kind of estate plan do I need? What what do I need covered right now? That's a good starting point, isn't it?
0: That is a good starting point. So, I'd say the first thing you want to do is is jot down a list of your Of your assets right and this this is this is huge one for your own self for your self-education right but this 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 spreadsheet or document that you create will make it easier for your surviving spouse or children to to know which accounts are in existence you know I would include you know your 401ks IRAs uh, bank statements right credit cards even if it's liabilities right uh, and also passwords, right? Passwords. To oh accounts. gosh, yes. You you want to have all of that in one space, right? You want to uh, protect it somewhere. You know, put it in the cloud, password protect the file, whatever it may be. But you want to have a directory, a a, a uh, you know, kind of a go to document, just in case if anything happens, uh, your family knows. Okay here's the assets here's the liabilities here's the debt here's the websites here's the passwords that we need to go to in order to to, to view your accounts right um you know because you are the ones who are you, you know you're the one who created the passwords you create the usernames and if you're not sharing that with someone else it's it's hard for institutions to to reveal any information especially if there's not a uh, uh if you don't have a financial interest in the in the in the accounts, right? Just just because because you are named beneficiary of a life insurance policy, for instance, and someone passes away, it doesn't rec- preclude the life insurance company to release information, right? So you just have to have more information to provide them, and having this this document, right, that's going to evolve and change over time as more assets get built, more liabilities go away, but you want to make sure that that directory that 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 master spreadsheet is taken care of.
2: Suppose the deceased had left almost like a treasure map for his ancestors to find where I keep my passwords locked in a vault buried in the backyard. And here's the map to lead you to it. And they get to it and dig the hole. Here it is. Here are his passwords. And they open up the vault and it's three passwords. One is just password. The other is when he had to have an uppercase, it's password with an uppercase P. And the other is where he had to have another character, so it's uppercase P password with exclamation point. <laughs> do you think they'd be mad? Uh, I think they'd be Where do you store off. yours? I mean, I didn't know. That's probably a dumb question. But, I mean, I've got a place where I do have a... Sp- place where i mean in other words i used to jot them down and say oh i'll remember that whatever i don't do that anymore because now we have to have so many yeah
0: yeah i mean there's there's uh you know, there's some 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 um, what do you call it? Some sites that you can go to, like um, like LastPass, for instance. LastPass is a, a it's not considered an app, but it's an add-on if you want to call it to your browser, where you can actually store all your passwords. Mm-hmm. Um, I know your on your iPhone, for instance, there's a Keychain so that, that that stores all your passwords. So, uh, but you know, there's a lot of cloud storages. There's you know, if you wanted to get a a uh, what do you call it? Like a external hard drive. Yeah. Right. And have it at your house. I have multiple copies elsewhere. Um, but then share it, right. But then share it with your spouse or share it with, you Make know, sure someone, somebody you knows, yeah. someone knows, right. But they'll even go if crazy it's, trying to figure that out, you know? Yeah. I mean, even if it's worst case scenario, you're writing it down in a notebook and pen and pad, you know, at least someone, uh, at least it's there, right. I don't want to mm-hmm. overcomplicate it, but at least it's there and you've shared it with someone
2: let's cover something that young adults would deal with. And that is when they have children, uh, if something were to happen to them, uh, who, who's going to be the guardian? I mean, I know right. I went through that. Um, you know, we all have and parents uh, they figure out who is the most responsible in the family. If something happened to, to us at mm-hmm. the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You want to name the guardian. And if you have a will, you know, that's, a well, first of all, that's the first take, you know, if you, if you're starting a family, you definitely want to have a will in place and in the will, you can name your guardian. But uh, if anything, if you just want to know, if you, if you don't have a will yet, you definitely want to name a guardian for who's going to be responsi- responsible, legally responsible for the upbringing of your children. So you, you could pick someone within the family, you know, brother, sister, parents, um, best friend you know someone that you feel would would, would really be a positive influence They can really raise their raise your kids you also want to let them know that right you don't want that you don't want it to be a surprise or a shock to them uh, that if you pass away that they're all of a sudden inheriting these uh, two kids three kids four kids whatever it may be but yeah you, de-
2: <laughs> you definitely want to let them know you definitely want to let
0: them know but th- that's that's a, that's another thing right some you know, the natural instincts is, well, if, you know, what's the likelihood of both of us passing away at the same time or within the time frame of both of uh, our children being minors, right? So something that's, again, that's overlooked, but it shouldn't be because again, you just want to make sure that if anything happens, that your wishes are taking or are, are being fulfilled because especially the guardianship, right? Because, you know, you have two parents. And, you know, so essentially you have two sets of grandparents. Mm-hmm. What if one grandparent wants to raise the kids, the uh, but the other ones, what if both sets of grandparents want to raise the kids? Mm-hmm. Right. Without that instruction in place, there could be a little bit of a fighting a fight right, going on. Right.
2: Exactly. Right. You need to get what it straight.
0: Grandparents live in different states. Right. Do you want your kids to to move from school or do you like the the school system that they're in, the friends that they have in in their surrounding areas? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they have to pack up and move to Boston or L.A. or Mm -hmm. Mississippi, wherever it may be. Right. So, again, uh, then you may have a brother or sister say, well, you know what, you know, mom is too old. She can't she can't run around watching, you know, uh, your five year old daughter, my five year old niece or my five year old nephew. So I want to take care of them. And then all of a sudden you have all these hands in the, in the pot that are, you know, trying to do the best thing, right? Trying to do something that's, that's, uh, uh, that they feel obligated to do, which is always a great thing. I mean, they want to take care of your kids, but it could lead to some, you know, ugly conversations and delay, right? It could just be delayed. Um, uh, so, again, having the conversation, having the document in place would just a- alleviate all that stress.
2: And let's say, and in your, in your parent, both uh, both spouses' parents could, could be dead, so it could be a sibling or whatever, but let's say whoever you name as the guardian, you let them know, they agree to it, and then you invite them for dinner one night, a few years later, and they show up with like tinfoil on their head, and they say it's protecting them from being abducted by aliens. <laughs> And then you you can go back to the drawing board and change that guardian. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so you that's
0: why estate planning is living and breathing, right? So if all of a sudden they start, you know. Uh, tinsel tin foil on her head you just grab that grab that paper just erase their name you know initial it and,
2: and move on to the next and person it really i mean is it that simple you don't need to you can just line it out and initial it
0: <laughs> well you you want to have it in a legal document right so again in the will the will is the will is a great place for everyone to to go to you know wills can be um uh, a protest. It was for the uh, contested, contested, Yeah, They can be contested, but you know, the, the, it, it, you have a stronger fault. You have a stronger hold on your instructions when they're, you know, when it's written down in a will signed by witnesses right. drafted by an attorney, you know, in your own, uh, you, you know, s- assuming that you're in, in good mind and will you have that all squared away
2: on the document. So yeah, better to, to, you know, make it, Make absolutely sure, because that that's really a big thing, as opposed mm-hmm. to just lining it out. Well, now let's look at beneficiaries, because that's something you definitely need to designate.
0: Yes, so beneficiaries. So, for all of your accounts, it, you should you should have a for all your investment accounts and insurance accounts. You want to have a, a beneficiary in place, right? You can mix them up if you want, but again, you want to have the beneficiaries in place. Uh, life insurance. You may want to have your spouse in place, or uh, uh, you know, the custodian of your kids, right? I mean, a custodian of your kids, the guardian of your kids. Maybe that's who you're going to name as the as a beneficiary for your insurance policy, your retirement accounts, right? You want to you want to make sure that you have your retirement accounts all squared away with the beneficiary involved. Uh, you know, actually, with with uh, the Secure Act of 2020. You also want to make sure that you, you're aware of some of the consequences of leaving retirement accounts to non-spouses, right? So if you name your son as the beneficiary, your daughter as the beneficiary to your retirement accounts, so your IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, whatever it may be, when they inherit that, that, that account, now they have 10 years where they have to make the distributions from those accounts they have to liquidate that account within 10 years. And so that can be a, a tax burden for them. Uh, but you also just wanna make sure that you do some estate planning on that. Maybe instead of naming the child, you name a your trust or your will, and maybe that can do a little bit of a, uh, you know, avoidance or or uh, distributing those assets and stretching those assets even, even more, right? So that's, that's one thing that changed last year it kind of flew right. under the radar because it, it was, it was passed in the beginning of the year in January. Then COVID hit. Right. You know, that took over the mainstream news. Mm-hmm. But the stretch IRA has been eliminated. So, again, if you name a non spouse as a beneficiary for your retirement accounts, they have, once they inherit it, they have 10 years to
2: liquidate that account. And stay tuned. There's more to come because as we've talked about, Secure Act 2.0 is working its way through. Although I haven't heard much about it lately, but. Uh, if there are any changes Mo will keep you up on this podcast that I yeah. feel sure of <laughs> there's more to come in what you should consider in your estate planning on the podcast your finances untangled.
1: close to retirement holistic financial planning in all areas including taxes estate planning insurance cash flow and budgeting they even offer customized personal websites for clients the technology of today while still maintaining that human touch that's cloudvestors that's cloudvestors.com
2: We're back with your finances untangled. Mo Param of the fiduciary firm Cloud Vesters, and again, cloudvesters.com, and you can start your uh, financial relationship. Get that accountability, that coaching in your financial life, and and just making sure that you're going in the right direction. We're looking at estate planning, certainly part of your financial plan, certainly something everyone should have. And we've already covered the will. We've covered naming guardians for your kids. We've covered designating beneficiaries, all the things you would think about uh, when it comes to estate planning. Uh, But we're going to cover. There's more to cover. There's more to consider. And let's let's start with this. This is huge. Um, making sure that you have powers of attorney in in, in healthcare and in financial matters. Uh, in both, right. uh, so you'll be a healthcare power of attorney and I guess a financial power of attorney.
0: Yes, yeah. So, in the event that you can't make uh, uh, cognitive decisions on your own, then the financial power of attorney allows this person to make decisions for you on your, on your financial behalf, right? They can uh, look at your bank account, they can pay your bills, they can, uh, you know, basically act on your behalf on, the, on your financial side. Uh, and then the healthcare, same thing. Uh, but what it does is they can make medical decisions for you. Mm-hmm. And so that's huge, right? They don't have to be the same person. You know, you may, you know, you may have your spouse as the healthcare, uh, power of attorney, right? You you know that she or he he or she will uh, will uh, you know make sure that they honor your wishes and they'll know exactly well how you'd want your care to be to to be how you'd like to be treated medically, but maybe they're not that great with money, right? Maybe they're just awful with money. So you you have someone else right. making sure that they <laughs> exactly. your financial affairs are taking order.
2: Yeah, you would want somebody good with money. Now he- health care. Okay, that's when. Well, you know, you can't make those. Two. You need someone to, and I guess in in many ways, it's to understand your wishes when needed. Understand your yeah. Understand your wishes. Make those
0: decisions for you. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, some people think about it as pulling the plug. Oh, this this person help me pull the plug. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's you know, that's like the extreme, right? Do not but resuscitate be, another. Do not resuscitate it's another one. But, you know, maybe there's a surgery that, that needs to be done or some type of procedure or some medications that need to be prescribed. If you can't, you literally just can't make those decisions mentally, then you have this person that will help with the treatment of you medically. Okay. You know, they're talking to the doctors, talking to the nurses, uh, you know, just really basically they're acting on your behalf for, uh, just as you would on your own.
2: And this is why, again, and uh, you touched on this, I mean, it... I, I, well, I know we've talked about this before. Not only do people think estate planning is only for the uber wealthy, but they think, well, you got to be old to have that. But no, you really need it throughout your life. It needs to be established. Um, now, yeah,
0: we haven't talked to age, right? And none right. of these things I mentioned said, oh, at 65, you need to do this. Or no. once you get to this amount of <laughs> asset level, you can do this. No, this is things that, you know, for the most part, everyone should be doing.
2: Right, right, uh, right. Well, we talked about when you have kids, you want to name a guardian if you and your, your spouse died together. So that was covered. So now, obviously, that would come as a younger adult. Um, speaking of that, not only a guardian for your kids, but what about a custodian for, I mean, the, if your kids have assets, the minor children, somebody's mm-hmm. got to handle that if you both pass away. Right, right.
0: So naming, you know, we we do a lot of work with parents that are, you know, that are saving for their kids either education or just want to have some funds available. So when their kids turn of age, they can, you know, they're basically setting up, setting them up for a good foundation. But, you know, these accounts are technically in the kids names like UTMAs. They're in the child's name. But, you know, children can't legally go into a, uh, into a contract, right? So, so kids can't legally do any type of investing. So you have a custodian. Typically, it's the parent, right? That's the custodian of these minor accounts. And then once the child becomes of age, the account automatically transfers to ownership to the children. Mm-hmm. But again, what happens if you pass? Well, then you want to have a custodian for those minor accounts, because if not, then, you know, these accounts, depending on the institution, can be shut down. Um, no distributions can be made. Uh, and what if your child needs it? Right. So, again, you just want to name someone who's going to be the successor successor custodian in the event that you pass.
2: And we've talked about this before, too. And help me understand this again. When When you talk about a trust. Is that part of estate planning or is a trust something separate that you would or, or, or additional maybe that you would do creating a trust? It,
0: it, it is it is part of estate planning. So it's, it's part of the estate planning, uh, but it is a, I won't say it's complicated, but unless it's like a special needs trust, right? So you may have a child or a spouse that has special needs, right? So that doesn't really matter about your asset level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have a charitable remainder trust, right? So that way, your investments or your assets can go to a charity and avoid some taxation. So you can have, you know, that put in place. But in general, a trust can be complicated, or uh, I- I'd say more exclusive to those who are wealthy, right? Because outside of everything else that we mentioned before, with the wills and you know naming beneficiaries. And different accounts. That's that's a really good solid estate plan. For but when you start talk either. for everyone, right? But when you start talking <laughs> about, well, I've got, you know, a couple million dollars of assets. I have property, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen different rental properties. I have accounts overseas. You know, the, all of a sudden, the complexity of your situation is magnified, right? By by all of these moving parts. Well, that's where the trust can come into place, right? Because the trust is a legal entity and depending on, excuse me, depending on which trust you use, you know, you can, you can shield all of these assets outside of your personal estate, right? Avoiding some state to estate taxes for your, for your, uh, for your, for your, uh, surviving spouse or children. Uh, there's a lot of tax management that can go into a trust. So it's, it's, I'd say the uh, number of people who actually need a trust is very, it's limited, right? Uh, outside of those two, like I mentioned before, like a special needs or a charitable trust, but your normal irre- irrevocable or revocable mm-hmm. trust, you know, typically it's a you know, higher net worth individual okay. or family that would need that.
2: Yeah, I know we talked about the difference in revocable and irrevocable and mm-hmm. what works best for yeah. different people. You know. Yeah, like for
0: instance, uh, I have a cl- we have a client that uh, let's see, I think they're sixty, let's see, sixty five and sixty two, mm-hmm. married, net worth is, I want to say somewhere between two, two to two and a half million. Okay. Then they've done a great job saving, uh, but their kids haven't been the most prudent and financially responsible, as well as their spouses right mm-hmm. so what they're they're contemplating and we're going back and forth with is creating a trust not two and a half million dollars is a you know a lot of money but it's not you know 25 million right but they're creating this trust so that uh, uh, the money can go to their to their kids but the instructions are they're gonna be layering you know when assets will be uh, uh, given to them how income is gonna be provided for them uh almost in some areas kind of protecting them from their spouses right uh so just, so again different circumstances uh could have could lead to one having a trust where you don't need to have you know ten fifteen twenty thirty fifty million dollars, but for the most part again the number the the percentage of those who actually need a a full blown trust is pretty mm-hmm. low
2: okay and and uh and that makes sense. You know, Chris Rock, I think, and I can't remember exactly. He had a like little comedy bit he did on this. On the, what's the difference in your mind between being rich and being wealthy? Or is there a difference? I know, and I can't remember his routine on that. <laughs> but it actually made uh, sense the way he laid it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Um,
2: oh, that's a good question. Well, and you yeah. know another thing, too, and I bet you've experienced this. There's a difference between old money and new money.
0: Oh, there's a big difference
2: huge big difference
0: yeah i mean even the mentality yeah um uh, yeah i mean like sometimes new money you know it's uh generally speaking right Uh sometimes may not be as appreciated you don't appreciate it as much as like old money right because old money has been passed on from generation to generation right yeah So, so there's kind of like a uh you know, there's like an ownership with the family, ownership of all the work that's been done to to, to get to this point. See, I consider
2: and, what you're saying more as an inherited money, well, like, as opposed to the people who had to work hard to earn it.
0: Oh, well, I think of new money as like, you know, someone who goes to, you know, who maybe, you know, create an app it goes
2: yeah that's what, yeah viral
0: that's, for a, exactly. a year and then all of a sudden they sell it for you know 50 billion, 50 million dollars right like wow that that's But just they were kind of modest,
2: like you know, in income wise <laughs> modest before that modest happened. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to old money that's just been in the family for years it's just two different people you know it really is and uh, I I don't know with old money a lot of times people i've known who come from old money you would look at them and never know that they had a, you know, a dime a oh, lot of yeah. times. Yeah. They just, they just kind of like, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah. Oh, what's yeah. that money? Yeah. Throw uh, that in the fire to get the fire going a little more. <laughs> throw some more cash in it. <laughs> you know, the yacht behind me, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, that little, that's just a little john boat basically <laughs> you know the other thing too is we have so many more billionaires now so oh my gosh de- defining yeah. wealth is just different it's it's changing now who's wealthy i mean a billionaire would look at a multimillionaire and say well that's nice they're really comfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you know you know uh you know, uh, you know someone had a 100 million dollars and all of a sudden they were you know, some bad investment and they're down to like 80 million would probably freak out a million, uh, a billionaire who all of a sudden woke up to a hundred million to, to having a hundred million, would just would completely spaz out. If they woke <laughs> you
2: know? up. Oh, right. Exactly. If they were yeah, a but- billionaire and then it's just a hundred million. Yeah. Heck yeah. So- but think about this too. You know, like if you get up to the level of Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos and all that, losing a few billion would be like nothing it'd be like if i lost five dollars yeah that's true i mean if you think and some, about and, it and some
0: of and some of it you know some of it is uh you know some some of these quote-unquote billionaires right a lot of it is you know they don't necessarily have a billion dollars in cash right, right? it's all in assets, assets
2: and everything right? right so
0: a bad a you know a bad week of you know, performers from amazon can you know can make his estate can make his net worth go up five ten percent one where swings five ten percent one way or another right right lose a billion lose five billion dollars just on paper well
2: they'll always be problem to have though it's uh, a really good problem to have like imagine Um, you and i over a glass of wine and i say dave
0: oh man can you believe these markets i this week i lost two
2: billion (laughs) dollars I feel like man can I give you a hug? I don't know what to say here. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, you know, it would be just as bad if I tell you, oh my gosh, Mo, whew, rough week. I lost fifty dollars. (laughs) Fifty. Have you ever seen fifty dollars just go away? <laughs> all right, this is good. So, estate planning. This is just one example of how it's the holistic planning that in, in that ca- that the firm can do for you, and cloud right. investors can absolutely help you in all ways. It's all about holistic financial planning and being there with you, human touch, the ease and convenience of virtual planning. And, uh, and and Mo, you get the information out every week, and thank you for letting me get a little silly sometimes and so we can have fun with it. Uh, no worries, no worries. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for joining me every week. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, be sure to do all the things that you'll do to make this thing just blow up, and that's um, in a good way. And that's um, like, share, rate, subscribe. Do everything, please and tell a friend about it and join us the next time we drop this thing Call your finances untangled
1: be sure to rate review and share this podcast new episodes of your finances untangled are available on apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts